Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. I had my technical producer trying to hold that note, needless to say, didn't do a very good job of it. And if we still had that little game that we were playing of playing a song and trying to see how many of you at home would be able to actually sing along and actually make a good account of yourselves, we would. I'm actually going to pose this question right now as I'm looking at the production team. Are we allowed to do it, Lesejo? Are we allowed to play the song again and have a sing-along with our listenership to see who has got a golden ticket voice or who has a wooden spoon or wooden mic voice? 2010 is the time, of course, that was Whitney Houston with One Moment in Time, and that was the song choice of our guest this evening, who is the CEO of Moving Into Dance and who shall be doing the takeover in a short while from now, Miss Nadia Virasami. Nadia, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, Songezo. I'm thrilled to be here. Why the song choice? Well, um, firstly, he's been playing quite often on my Spotify this week. <laughs> but also, um, it just I, I just love the whole notion of one moment in time. And that's exactly what life is about, about capturing each memory one moment at a time. And... Um, I also like the bit about finding your freedom, and I think that speaks so much to, you know, to South Africa, of where we've come from and where we're at, and and, and how we've struggled to find that freedom. Mm. Um, so it's so important to appreciate every moment in time. How much of a role does the arts play in the expression in capturing the moment? I mean. You're the CEO of Moving Into Dance. Tell us about Moving Into Dance and the work that you have done there, the institution and you, the individual, so that we can perhaps better place the institution because it is an NPO and I betrayed the fact that it was the first time I was hearing about it today as I was preparing for the show. But the revelations that came through and the engagement we have before going live on air was quite intriguing for me and I would imagine it might be too for the listeners. So, Moving Into Dance um, was founded in 1978 by Sylvia Glasser. And I actually love telling the story because it's, it's such a South Africanism for me. Um, at the height of apartheid, Sylvia saw a clear distinction between the kind of education her kids were receiving in a white suburb in, in their schools versus the kids um, that she was teaching in Soweto at the time. And she wanted to do something to, to change um, you know, the way they received education to change their access, to change their level of opportunity. Mm. So she formulated something called EduDance, where she added music and rhythm and, and, and basic theory to movement to teach basic principles of maths and science. And moving on from there, she began to sneak youth in from the townships into a home in Victory Park, uh, black youth into a white suburb, and you know what it was like back then. I mean, that was against the law. She converted her garage into a dance studio, and she would train the
these young people in dance and then try and send them back to the townships where they could have a form of recreation, mm-hmm. but also generate some income for themselves from, from dance. Mm-hmm. So thus began the story of moving into dance. 45 years on, we have a three-year dance training program. Um, the first year is accredited by the South African Qualifications Authority. Mm-hmm. What level? NQF? NQF level four. Equivalent of a matric. Um, Yeah. And we have a, um, we do a dance internship. We also have a professional dance company that's internationally acclaimed, and that's our job creation wing. Mm -hmm. And then we run various community-based projects, one of which is a disability and dance project, which is something that's fairly new to us, uh, but very close to my heart. And it really is about granting access to marginalized individuals, um, you know, to train Disab- them in movement. Yeah, the disabled community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it close to your heart? Well, because I think in, with dance, we've kind of, we have a very set way of thinking, you know. It's about perfect bodies and perfect movements. Mm. And it really was about breaking all those perceptions down and rebuilding. And for me, the relearning of something is the most exciting part of things. And that has been truly incredible for moving into dance. So just, you know, relearning, relearning how we work, retraining our facilitators in in a new form of dance facilitation techniques. That has been very exciting. And this is why it's so close to my heart, because the more we got into this project, the more I realized how much of need there is in the disability arena. There, I mean, there's a massive need. It's, yeah. it's Disability Month now, and we've had a couple of conversations at, in that regard. One of the gentlemen at the <coughs> inaugural lecture last week, the SAFM inaugural lecture last week, lamented the fact that opportunities for him and imaginably for him of his, many of his description, he's a person living with a disability of blindness, just unable to secure the requisite attention, otherwise I get, by virtue of having sight, not an assessment as to what he could otherwise bring to an entity or an organization. In other words, his skill is secondary to the fact that he's blind. Mm. How do we have more of these conversations outside of December? How do we develop these conversations into programs that are just genuine programs of incorporating society, not mainstream society, not marginal society, but society. In other words, can we have a society? Biko talks about the fact that he lives and yearns for a society where there will not be a majority or nor a minority. They shall just be people. Mm. When do we get to a point or how do we get to a point or what needs to happen even at the nascent phases yeah. of development to one day achieve a society where being a person with a disability is... Nothing more than just that. Mm. Otherwise, society has these opportunities for you. You are recognized as a valid and valuable member of society with something to offer and one who should not be engaged through pity, but yeah. through performance. No, exactly. Um, from, from our experience, I think education and understanding has a lot to do with it. And I know it sounds very cliche, but um, I'm going to relate a story to you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um so when we started off this project, we were all like kind of walking on eggshells around this project because, you know, there's so, many, there's so much of terminology and politically correct ways of referring to disability and, 
you know, and then you kind of, you don't understand the forms of disability, so you're not quite sure how to relate to the individuals. Mm -hmm. And the one day I go upstairs into the dance studio and we've had a whole lot of our trainee dancers working with some of our disability participants. And the one disabled young man there was on crutches. And I got to the studio and the dancers had taken one of one crutch and they were running around the studio with this thing. And he was chasing after them on that one on, on, the, on the other crutch. And I was horrified. And I got back downstairs and I got to my office and I was literally sitting there. And I was like, what on earth? And then I, I started sure you used a more graphic term. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I got to thinking and I thought, hold on, if this was a playground and, you know, and kids were relating to each other As in kids. that way, we wouldn't think twice about it. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were being kids. They had embraced him. And because I was so caught up in the political terminology and, you know, being overly pity. sensitive. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And, you know, I didn't quite understand it. And then I sort of like slowly we started to let things go. But that's what it is, right? It's about engagement and interaction and understanding and communicating. And I think that that's what leads to the understanding, embracing disability as part of society. You got me thinking of Musa Mota or Mota, the dancer who mm. obviously South Africans got to know because of his exploits on Britain's Got Talent. Why do we need to discover South Africans on foreign stages? Pretty Yende, I don't imagine has now got space in the South African market. She is mm -hmm. now well and truly that of the world. Musa is not going to come back to South Africa, I don't imagine. And Indlovu Youth Choir is the choir of the world who yeah. happened to come from South Africa. And we got to first know them truly as Indlovu Youth Choir on their exploit on America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. Why do we first have to export to realize what we have in the arts in, in industry? I just think the arts is just really undervalued in South Africa. There's no respect for the arts as a form of economic development. Um, most people don't see it as a form of viable employment, and it could very well be. So one of the things I always say to our junior dancers is that not everybody is in a position to have their, you know, to have their passion being their job. But you get to do that as a dancer or as an artist. You know, most of us just go from day to day because, you know, we need to be a credit controller or, you know, whatever lot we kind of came upon. But you want to dance and you get to go into a studio and you dance every day. You get to perform on a stage, mm. you know. So you're in a very, very, you know, you're in a very fortunate position. But unfortunately, society does not value what you do. And it is in that. And as a not-for-profit moving to dance has understood this, better than, you know, most corporates, is that the arts remain underfunded, which means we can do so much less than we would like to do. Um, but just in terms of value, that value needs to be seen. And unfortunately, it's like we said earlier, that value always comes down to rounds and cents. But it's greater than that. It's about social impact. Social impact, identity, and identity, I tie that to building a national brand. I mean, look what Hollywood has done mm. for America. Look what Broadway has done for America. Um, Nollywood, Bollywood, all these woods. 
what the Sydney Opera House as an just that house as an institution in Sydney and how opera is treated with kid gloves and velvet gloves in mm-hmm. Sydney, for instance, and the value that many people who see that house aspire to be on stage in that house. What is the South Africa equivalent for that? I mean, other than, and I don't imagine it would be, the National Arts Festival, what is it that a South African in the arts industry really looks forward to or aspires to? That's an open-ended question. I would imagine you are going to engage it on the other side of this short ad break because we've got 10 seconds left. This short little segment in introducing you, Ms. Nadia Virasami, CEO of Moving Into Dance, is over. And after the break, the show is yours. Our people will show you love, best believe, after the break. Tuesday 10.